Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt, one of your two hosts, and with me as always, my good buddy on the East Coast, who is three hours later, so he's already starting to fall asleep, and he's very mysterious, and he's a mic, and he's talented. Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. I like that intro. That, that was good, Matt. I that like that. That was pretty good, huh? Yeah. Nice. Good. Yeah. Glad you like it. Okay, Mike. So today, we are fulfilling a podcast movie film request by my nephew in honor of him going back to school at Northern Arizona University, Public Enemies from the year 2009. That really makes me feel old. This movie is 11 years old. It's ridiculous. I was long out of college by then. Well, not long, but a few years out. Yeah, this this is a little bit surprising that it's already been 11 years. You know, I remember watching it in the theater. It was great. You know, Michael Mann movies are always interesting and fun to watch. All right, Mike. So are you looking at your tablet? Are you hanging out on OnlyFans.com, checking out what your girls are up to? What is uh, OnlyFans.com? I don't know. Oh, it's one of those... Um, it's like one of those uh, uh, pay sites. So like cosplayers do it and like uh, uh, models do it where you pay money to them and they send you naked pictures. Oh. It's kind of like, you know how they have like cam girls? I have heard of it's this. It's kind of like that, but it's like on demand. But it's more socially kind of like. I don't know. I haven't been on it, but Sure. I just know that you pay monies to see people's doing different things. And I, I don't think it's just like for like nudity and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's basically for them to raise money and have like it instead of a job kind of like, um, no, not like Twitch. That's a, that's a bad comparison. Cause that's like free, right? Um, people donate money on Twitch through campaigns, but I think you can watch it for free. I right. Believe. Where this, you have to pay money to see anything. So, I don't know. It's kind of, anyways, it's it's kind of in that vein where people are doing things for money on the internet. I guess it's a good way to put it. What is, what is the um, YouTube-like one that a lot of people try and get you to subscribe to? Um, oh, crap. Uh, they call it, they, they can do their own subscription on YouTube, and I don't remember what they call it. Is it like... Maybe it's just like YouTube subscription or subscribe now or YouTube group or something. Uh, I don't remember. There, there's there's some sort of... I thought it was a different service. I thought it was some sort of service where you can catch their extra content. Like like some of these people make... I mean, they must be making content just 24 hours a day. I don't understand how they're always loading stuff up every day. Right. And that's like Twitch, but I think it's just called... I don't fans maybe YouTube fans or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, clearly, I brought we're it up too if old. I didn't know what it was. We we're yeah. just no. We 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 don't uh, we don't twitch and and yeah. and do all that stuff. I don't know. I mean, we've always liked playing video games, but 
watching people, other people play video games and then giving them money is a little bit weird for Dude, us. Dude, I still don't understand that. I would rather be playing all day long than sitting there. If I have the time to sit down and play a video game, I'm going to play a video game. I'm not going to watch someone else play a video game. Like, I just don't get that. I've never understood that, ever. Michael, this is your podcast. Write in. Tell us why your generation likes doing that and why you do it. Thanks, Michael. You're the best. I guess maybe for lessons? I'm not sure, man. It's interesting. It's very weird. I don't know, dude. I don't get it. I'd rather just I'd rather just play, but that's me. But yeah, well, well, I'll have to look that up. But I think I think it's YouTube fans or subscriber. I don't know. It do, it doesn't matter. People know what we're talking about. Okay, so let's see, Mike. Let's get back on the bandwagon. Public Enemies. Want to give us the uh, rundown uh, about the uh, little flicker show here that we watched on Netflix? Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, uh, it's directed by Michael Bay. Uh, screenplay Michael Bay. Was by M- oh, Michael Bay. <laughs> oh. We got ourselves another oh. Bang. <laughs> no, 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 Michael Mann. My bad. I know, just mess with Michael Mann. See, that's how much you like the Bay is that he's just instilled in your head, and you just want to see another Bay film. That's it. That's it. Uh, so, uh, screenplay by uh, Michael Mann. Screenplay by Ronan Bennett and Ann Benderman. Uh, this one's starring Christian Bale, Johnny Depp, uh, Jason Clark, uh, Stephen Grissom, and uh, somebody who's in this that's uh, you know not really starring in it at all. Um, but it, I forgot he was in it. Is uh, Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum, yeah, he's gunned down in the orchard. Yeah, his scene probably took like 20 minutes. And he's like, all right, I'm out. Dude, and it was when he was still really small. Like, not like physically small, but in the uh, Hollywood world, he was still small. Yeah. Um, and then this movie's about, you know, the feds try to take down notorious American gangster John, Dillin- John Dillinger, Babyface Nelson, and Pretty Boy Floyd during a booming crime wave in the 1930s. All right, Mike. So um, I think you've already talked about how much you like this movie so i also like this movie i think it's a good film i think it was a good choice by michael uh i haven't watched it i i don't think i've watched it since it came out in the theaters so it was nice revisiting yeah for me too i don't think i'd seen it in a long time if not from the theaters and you know it was a lot of fun to watch it again and um, I didn't even remember until we was getting ready for the review to that Michael uh, Mann made this movie. Uh, but it definitely shows, especially with some of the gun stuff, like all the gun sounds and everything are a lot more accurate. He he uh, definitely puts a lot of effort into making the gunplay more realistic. Um, not everyone hits people just perfectly. There's lots of spray and all kinds of things in this. Uh, and I thought that was great. Well, especially back then, I mean, in the 30s, fully automatic weapons were a brand new thing. I mean, not brand new, but fairly new. And there's a reason why the gangsters were getting a hold of them, because there was no regulations or anything. They were easily to get a hold of. And the truth of the matter, automatic weapons are fun to shoot and they're cool, but they are not accurate at all. They're all over the freaking place. And you really get to see that in this film. Yeah, I I think it did a really good job of showing that, you know, they'd be shooting at people and just missing and like all kinds of stuff. And you're like, well, that that's right. You can't shoot those things that far accurately. No, not at all. There's just 
way too much kick. There's way too many rounds coming out. It's just, it's a lot. So I, I liked, uh, we don't talk about this topic a whole lot. Uh, I liked the costuming. The wardrobes were very well done. Very cool to the time period. The whole color palette of the whole film is very drab and dark and dreary. It's a lot of grays, a lot of whites, a lot of blacks, some tans in there. And then, you know, there's one character in particular that has a little bit of color and uh, she wears a red dress. And so it's very offsetting for the dark and drab and dreariness of the rest of the film. You're right. You're right. The The movie is very kind of dark and, and, and I think it was supposed to get across how people were feeling. And then also people just got the cheapest clothes and, you know, the cheapest dye and stuff was black. So. Right. It was the Great Depression. So if you had clothes, you were doing pretty good. And that was an interesting thing as well. Um, John Dillinger, played by Johnny Depp, actually gives away his jacket two or three times in this movie. And they really make a point of that, trying to show how John Dillinger was kind of a Robin Hood-esque character. Like the people really did admire and really did love him. And he did a lot of things for them. Kind of. I mean, he's still Rob Banks, but he wasn't one to kill someone just to kill someone like um, Babyface was. Uh, yeah, I guess he's your, your people's criminal. Uh, he he was seen as more of uh, robbing the institutions, kind of a Robin Hood type character, robbing the rich and giving to the poor, except not really giving to the poor that much. But uh, you know, uh, you know, at least being very friendly with everyone he did have interactions with big tips and all the, all that stuff. But overall, this is a great movie from beginning to end. Uh, one of my only complaints with it, I talk about it in my radio segment later on at the end of this podcast from Lisa live and local on magic 99.1. It's a little long. It's two and a half, almost two and a half hours. It's two hours and 20 minutes. And it is, you feel it, man. You feel it. You, it feels like a long movie. And I do think there could have been some things trimmed out, like the the romantic side, the love interest. I mean, that's great. It's poignant. It's why John Dillinger was caught in Tucson. It's one of the reasons, because he you know, was out here with his girl you know, at the Hotel Congress when a fire broke out and they caught him. But uh, I don't know if they needed to center on that as much as they did in the film. It's uh, quite a bit. I think if they could chop a good, you know, 30 minutes out of this movie, it would be better. I, you know, I agree with you, Matt. It seems like we always agree, but it is just, it seemed a little bit long. There was just some stuff where it was a little, a little slow, I guess, in that second act. It was just kind of, I mean, nothing bad. Everything helped develop the story, but it just was a little bit slow paced because the beginning is kind of like, whoa. And then the end is like pretty, you know, fast paced and interesting. And it's just kind of that middle, I guess, just setting up some of the stuff is just a little bit slow. Yeah. And it really is like a kick in the nuts right at the start. They start the whole movie out like no beating around the bush. We are going to do a prison break right off the bat. Yeah, I thought it was a great way to um, open it, and it was shot really well. it was fantastic. It was great. It gets you right in the mood. And then, you know, it quickly starts slowing down and then picks back up and slows. You know, it does the the waves up and down and up and down. But then the second half, it starts getting just really kind of draggy at points. But 
no, this was this is great to see again. I mean, there's lots of great characters in here. I, I didn't mention it earlier, but like, uh, uh, you know, Giovanni Rubisi's in here just a little bit. But there, there's just all kinds of characters. I think people just really like working with uh, Michael yeah, Mann. Yeah, there's a lot of great actors in this one. A lot. Yeah, it was, it was fun to see uh, the cars in this. They did a lot of work to make those like to have the authentic cars and stuff. And it was cool to see the shots with the, the guys hanging off the cars and shooting and stuff. I thought that was like, you know, when you think of gangsters in the 1930s, that's like the iconic thing. Yeah, I wasn't going to tap on it yet. But yeah, that's some of my favorite parts, of, not just uh, from a viewing standpoint, but also a, a technical standpoint. Because having these guys standing, holding onto these cars and shooting them as they're like rocketing down the road, uh, you could see they were very um, purposeful with their cuts. Like specifically the one where later on when they're in the woods and they're zipping down a little two-lane highway, you only see like one car shooting at a time. You didn't never see both of them in one shot. And I'm like, that's just good editing. But I understand they're trying to be safe and you know not push it too much. Yeah, but it, the, I I enjoyed that stuff. That was neat. Yeah, it it's some of the more fun scenes in this film for sure is the uh I guess typical gangster kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess this movie's story is a little interesting because the gangsters are almost the heroes in it, and and the bad guys or the G men are you know the the Christian Bale and his like team of of uh, police officers and um you know the start of the FBI type stuff, uh, reporting directly to J. Edgar Hoover. I thought that was neat. Well, that's how it was though back then. But I think they, um, I think they embellish it a little bit and glorify it maybe a little too much in the movie with the soundtrack specifically. They really start bolstering when the criminals are on screen with music versus when the agents are on screen. But again, I mean, you know, that's kind of what they're trying to show is that, yeah, here's these horrible gangsters, criminals, robbing people, doing all the robbing banks, doing all these things, but the people still loved them and were infatuated with them. Oh, yeah, definitely. They really were. God, dude, I cannot find this on IMDb. I have to say, uh, not to get too off topic, but IMDb on this movie, the it is just in the most weird freaking order for these actors whatsoever. I can't find his name. I wanted to talk about him a little bit because I, I kept cracking jokes when Michael was here and we were watching. I kept making all kinds of jokes. But the the main villain from Avatar, the old guy, is the one of the um, main agents that helps hunt down Dillinger. He's, I think, a former Texas Ranger or something. I'm forgetting his... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he I is. can't find his name. I'm literally sitting here trying to whip through it on IMDb. This thing is just really out of order. But anyways, um, I kept making a joke about, uh, where's your robot? Go get your robot. Come on. <laughs> I thought his character doesn't... His character almost says nothing in the whole movie, uh, but he was really Strong, good. silent type. Dude, that scene when he's chasing down uh, Dillinger and um, Jason Clark, uh, Red, in the forest. Oh, and yeah. he's like, just, you know, they're sitting there trying to light him up with their uh, Tommy guns and their BARs and all their other, other automatic weapons. And uh, here that guy is, is just like taking pot shots with this super high caliber rifle. And I thought that was just 
awesome. It really showed the difference versus, you know, quantity versus quality and sharpshooting. And anyways, you know, this was a, a, a well done movie and it shows. So Mike, um, do you have something you want to, you want to ask me, Mike? Oh, I do, Matt. I, I forgot. Um, Matt, what are you drinking? Oh, Mike, thanks for asking. Today's choice of beverage for me is a Negro Modelo or Modelo Negra. Negro, whatever. Whatever they've renamed it to. All right, Mike, where's your IPA? I just saw it. Pull it out. Let's see it. Okay. Is that what she said? Yeah. Whip it out, big boy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So, um, it's a, it's a 1985, and it's a Voodoo Ranger from uh, New Belgium, and it's kind of got like a Cobra Kai vest on. Interesting. So the beer is 1985. So, now, is that how old you have to be minimum to drink it? I think so. I think okay, so. Okay, good. Um, yeah. So, you know, I saw the 80s, and, you know, when I was living in the 80s, I didn't like it, but now that uh, I'm old, I'm like... Oh, yeah, the 80s were cool. <laughs> like, you remember much. Mike, we were very young in the 80s. <laughs> very, very young. I know, but it was still cool. It was still cool. Dude, I had parachute pants, although I think that's technically 90s. Oh, Matt, speaking of the 80s, did you see what AMC is doing with their, their, their opening movies this week uh, uh, on, on Thursday? 15-cent tickets? Yeah, 15-cent tickets. Yep. Lisa and I talked about it on the radio as well. She asked if I was going to go, and I was like, well... Since it's like almost a two-hour drive to our closest AMC, I think I'll pass. There's one uh, close to me, and uh, I looked at uh, opening day, going and seeing the Goonies. 80s, yeah. Um, but, dude, everything's sold out. Wow. Every showtime of every movie was sold out. People want to get back to the theaters, man. They want to get back to the theaters and go watch uh, Public Enemies with Steven Dorff in it uh yeah um <laughs> it's not from the 80s though i just had to throw that on there because i totally forgot he was in this movie the only movie i ever freaking remember that guy from is blade oh yeah he was in blade Steven dorf was that's the bad guy in blade. Yeah. yeah and then that's all i ever remember him from and the uh the um the vapor uh cigarette uh e-cig commercials was it blue no he did all those i'm like really you couldn't. You didn't make enough money to hire someone better than Steven Dorf to be your spokesperson. These people don't even know who that guy is. I I don't know, but yeah, man, I I lucked. All the fifteen cent movies were sold out. I mean, it's like Back to the Future and Ghostbusters, and I mean, it's it's like all eighties. It's movies that you definitely want to see on a big screen. Jaws, and like it's all these like I think what they call classics and stuff. And I was like, man, I'd go see like all these fifteen cents. And then, you know, then I can spend $85 and get like a soda and a popcorn. A small great. soda and three kernels of popcorn. Yeah, with one half a refill. And that's like buy the bonus package that allows for a full refill. And the refill is just ice. <laughs> you can laugh into, my, yeah. into the mic, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to sure. hide. Okay. It is just ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is just ice. Just mess with um, you, too. That's that. Yeah, I, yeah, but so, I mean, um, 
it's really cool that it's sold out. It's, I mean, maybe it's a little concerning uh, with the the whole COVID thing, but uh, the theaters are very uh, limited capacity. It's like every other rows are um, blocked, so like they're definitely. I don't know if they're gonna. They're not gonna make any money off of the fifteen cent, but I'm sure people will buy a, a drink or two or whatever, and maybe they'll make some money there. But the fact of the matter is, whatever they get is more than what they're getting right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's interesting to see it opening. Uh, I really hope that the theaters are able to actually stay open or open that aren't open because we must go into the movies and I think a lot of other people do and uh, the streaming stuff is great, but I'm a little worried about the, the, the things that are going on, especially with like the AMC deal with universal i mean that's so quick to come to streaming so i really hope that we can keep movies alive all right mike take a sip of your drink while i ask you my favorite question that has to do with movies as well mike how does public enemies from 2009 relate to the marvel cinematic universe All right, Matt. Thank you for asking. Um, so I'm probably going to mess up this name, but it's uh, Bronca Kadic, uh was in Captain America as Retina, and also in uh, uh, she was the rat character in this movie as Annie uh, Safe. She was the one who ratted out John Dillinger to to the G-Men. She was Christian Bale's the character. Romanian madam. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, the streak continues, Matt. And and Matt, did you say what pod number this was? I, we, I didn't. we are currently recording podcast episode number 184. 184, man. It's almost like my beer, 1985. Sure. Except for <laughs> off by a few digits. Sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. There's like an eight and a four and a one. All right. So, Mike, do we want to inform our listeners of a giveaway, possibly two, coming down the road very soon? Or do we want to do our reels first? Um, no, let's, let's, let's tease the giveaway, Matt. Let's tease the All giveaway. Right, Mike, have you decided what you want our listeners to do? No, I have no idea what we're going to have them do. Uh, you had a pretty good idea when we first talked about it. Uh, tell us their f- favorite uh, part from uh, Pod. Yeah, their favorite. It was their favorite quote, one of our quotes from their favorite Pod. And they should give us, what do you think, a number? Whatever number of the Pod is? Or just send us our quote? Yeah, yeah, a number of the Pod. Um, yeah, I would, I would think. Um, and, you know, maybe make sure the Pod's, you know, a couple episodes older than just this yeah, week. Yeah, it needs to be older than 184, for sure. So, our giveaway, which is confirmed, we were a little confused with how it was going to go down, but we are getting Blu-ray copies, not digital copies, of The King of Staten Island to give away. So, if you want a free Blu-ray of The King of Staten Island, email us 
at nerds at realfilmnerds.com, and that's R-E-E-L. Tell us your favorite quote from either Mike or myself or both or one of our guests. Hell, it could be even one of our guests. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Mag's episode was great. Give us a nice quote and give us the episode number and we will enter you into our giveaway to win a free Blu-ray movie. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That that that's I think that's really neat, man. Well, all right, Mike. Let's do it then. How many reels do you give public enemies? All right, Matt. So I'm gonna give this one three and a half reels. Well, Mike, I'm glad we are still continuing our form. I am higher than you. I do enjoy this movie. I'm almost always easier than you. Yeah, is that what she said? There you go. See, I even was waiting for you to say it. I was giving you plenty of time. <laughs> I know. I know. You gave me the opening, and I, and I, I took it, and, and it worked. It worked, you know? Perfect. But, Mike, I give Public Enemies from 2009 starring my boys Christian Bale and Johnny Depp. Four out of five reels. That figures, man. That figures. I, I almost, I, I was on the fence. I almost gave it four, but... Honestly, I almost gave <sighs> it know, four and a half, you know but the length is just... It's a bit much, dude. It really the is. The length is a little long. It really is. The length is a little long. All right, so, uh, speaking about length... <laughs> is, that, is that what she said, Matt? <laughs> This is fun. I just love like trying to get you, keeping you awake, keeping you talking. This is fun. All right, Mike. So what movie are we reviewing next week? Uh, it's your pick. Uh, I have a feeling it is a Netflix movie. I have a feeling it is a brand new Netflix movie too. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it since I know nothing? Dude, I don't know anything about it. I just saw that it was a new movie and you were, you were, uh, you were hitting me up. And you're like, hey, what are we going to do next week? I'm like, I don't know. So <laughs> um, so I chose this movie. Uh, it's starring uh, Jamie Foxx, and it's called uh, Project Power. Have you uh, read the IMDb for it? No, I, I, I literally just was like, ah, new movie. Well, Boom. I was talking with Lisa. <laughs> Again, I keep referencing the radio segment. Hopefully she'll send it to me so I can put it at the end of this podcast. But uh, I was talking to her that I was a little shocked that you picked this movie because I know you like superheroes, but you're not like a super huge superhero fan like I am. Like, I'm not huge. I'm more of a Star Wars guy, but I like my comic books and I like my Marvel. And this is a superhero movie. It is um, basically a drug is created where normal people can take this pill and they get unpredictable superpowers for five minutes. Oh, interesting. Five minutes, Matt. What would your five-minute superpower hopefully be? Again, this was asked by Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, come on, Mike. You know what I want. You know what I want to do. Uh, fly? Of course. I want to fly. The only problem is for five minutes, I better stay close to the freaking ground. <laughs> yeah, man. You better, get up there. you better get up to that mountain quick and get down. Yeah. But, see, then the kicker is like... So if I can fly, then how fast can I fly it? Because if I can fly and it's only like three miles an hour, then that's going to suck. But if I can fly and it's like 200 miles an hour, then that would be really sweet. That would be sweet. So anyways, I'm pretty excited for this movie. It looks pretty cool. Man, I was just trying to think of what what, what I want to do for five minutes. And, you know, I think I was, I just want to last five minutes, you know? Whoa. 
Whoa, Mike. <laughs> so, uh, Mags is, in other words, unsatisfied. Hey, I can get a lot done in that three, three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes? Sure. Three and a half minutes. Sure, Mike. I mean, 30 seconds. You're embellishing by a whole... <laughs> Digit. I just round up, just, down, Just like you your know. beer from earlier. <laughs> no, I know what you'd want uh, to do, Mike. What's that? You'd want to be invisible. What would I do for five minutes being invisible? Rob a bank. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I get, we just watch Public Enemies, yeah. Or just sit there and be alone in the movie theater for five minutes and no one around you. Or I can All see right. you going in the woman's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> just sit on the stall and like someone sits on you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's gross. <laughs> Huh, this seat's awfully warm. Wait, hold on. What's... Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, this podcast is devolving quick. This is great. All right, all right. Sorry. I, I totally I threw it down, oh, no, down that was the fun. gutter. It was good. What he said. <laughs> In After 30 seconds. Yeah. Yep. The blue pill. The blue pill. All right. All right. Oh, yeah, I guess they already have a pill the last five minutes called Viagra. Shit. No, it's like, was it six hours? Cialis. Anything after six hours you need to call your doctor? Well, no, that's called proprietism or something. I don't know. That's where you have an erection over four hours. Four hours. Huh. (laughs) 40-year-old virgin. (laughs) Uh, Sir, did you take the pill? Uh, No, I have not. Well, then, sir, I'm sorry, but we can't help you. <laughs> so funny. That's a, that's a good That's a good movie. That's a, I think that's an Apatow movie, too, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I that think is. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Uh, Apatow movie. Uh, and I think that was the first time I remember seeing Seth Rogen in a movie, and then he just started to become in more and more movies. I think that was the first time I remember seeing I think him. it was his first movie other than like uh, doing TV shows like Freaks and Geeks and stuff like that. I think 40-Year-Old Virgin was his very first movie. Ah, okay. Because he was kind of like, you know, that side character. And I was like, I he... And then all of a sudden he was in a lot of things after that. that, that I think that really opened up his career. He just exploded, so. Well, all right, Mike. Well, I think, uh, I think I'm good for episode... Number 184, Public Enemies, 2009. I don't know if I can say that right. enough. No, no, you said that quite a bit. So, all right, Mike, go ahead, do your thing. All right, everybody. Make sure you catch us on the socials, the Twitter, the Facebook. Email us. Email Matt about anything, or or me about anything. and um, But only if you want to win... A king of Staten Island Blu-ray. Oh, yes. Yes, that's good, man. Yeah. We planned that. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we planned that. Uh, anyway, um, you know, uh, make sure you go out and catch as many movies as you can, and I guess you can do it at AMC for 15 cents on Thursday. Woo! Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning.
Good morning, Magic 99.1. Is this Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast? Ding, 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 ding. We've got a winner. <laughs> ah, very good. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing okay. Okay. How are you? One of these days, you're going to freak me out and you're going to say, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. One of these days. Okay. One of these days. All right. I'll... I don't know if it'll be soon, but okay. we'll see. <laughs> well, I, I'm hoping <laughs> that it'll be soon. That's a fact. Wait. I'm doing good. What, uh, when I can go and watch a movie in a theater, then it'll be a great day. There you go. There you go. Well, you can catch a, a movie at an AMC theater for only 15 cents. Are you in? Yeah, but the uh, the car drive down to an AMC is a little far. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the risk to watch a movie for 15 cents, I don't think I'm in just yet. I'm really enjoying watching movies at home, to be honest with you. Well, then I got a new one. Well, not a new one. I got a classic one. It was a request by one of our listeners. Oh, good. That is currently, currently streaming on Netflix that is, in my you know opinion, a pretty dang good movie. Uh, it's a historical-based film. It's uh, 2009's Public Enemies, starring Christian Bale and Johnny Depp. Ooh, Public Enemy. Very good, very good. Somebody requested that you watch it and review it, huh? Yes. Well. Yeah, that's one of the things we do. We don't get a whole lot of them, but right now, when we can't go to the theaters, it's perfect for people to send in requests. Right. Movies they want us to watch and review. Right. Well, I have one for you. Are you interested to hear what it is? Uh, I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Gone with okay. the wind. Gone with the wind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tell me, have you seen it? Uh, I have seen it, but it has been a while. Yeah, yeah. So. It's probably time to revisit it, Matt. You got nothing but time. Right. I'll I'll add it to the list. I'll put it on there. <laughs> uh, and we'll good. get to it. Very good. So, very good. So tell me. Tell me all about Public Enemy. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Public Enemy? You sound surprised. <laughs> I'm very surprised. It's a really good film. It is about a 1930s gangster film, uh, mostly centering around John Dillinger, played by Johnny Depp. Okay. Well, how bad could it be, right? It's phenomenal. It's very good. In uh, it's the biggest issue I have with it is it's very long. It's almost two and a half hours long. Okay. And I think if they could take could have taken like forty five minutes out, it would help a lot. And they push the love story between uh, Dillinger and his girlfriend in the film, um, played by. Uh-oh. I'm trying to look it up, and I'm not doing well. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. You can leave it a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, his girlfriend in the film. There's a lot of, like, really in-depth, like, like uh, romanticism and love story going on with that. that yeah. I don't know if that it was that deep in real life, but, mm. again, it's a movie. Yes, know? right. But I... I, re- I really enjoyed it. You know, it's it's the cops versus the robbers. It's the good versus the bad. But it, but everybody loved Do- John Dillinger, and he was a rock star, and he could do pretty much whatever he wanted. So it's it's real interesting, you know. Very it's good. A, it's a good movie. And it's pretty much based on fact. Yes and no. There's a, right. For the most part, most of it's factual, yeah. but a lot of it is embellished. Okay. I'll, I'll just use embellished, yeah. Very good, very it's, good. It's good. It's a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. It's a very serious drama, so fun might not be the right word. But. Okay. I definitely will check it out. Matt, how many reels are you going to give it? I give it four out of five reels. Four I out really of five. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's a very good review. Any ideas on uh, what you're going to review next week? Maybe Gone with the Wind? <laughs> 
No, not gone with the wind. I, my my co-host got, was on the ball this week. It was his pick. I I you know we did Public Enemies. That was my pick. Kind of. I was like, let's do a listener movie. Right. We're going to do a new movie that just came out on Netflix uh, this past Friday. It's called Project Power. It stars Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that my co-host picked this. I know he likes superheroes, but he's not super crazy about them. Uh-huh. But it's a superhero film. Okay. It's about a pill that people take, like normal people take, that will give them unpredictable superpowers for five minutes. Oh, my gosh. What would you choose? Me? Yeah. All day long flight. Yeah, me too. For sure. Yep. Yep. Okay. That well, could be trouble, though. Only five <laughs> minutes of flying? I mean, I better be close to the ground. And we better not be flying at the same time. We might run no. into each other. All yeah, right. just slam into each other. Excellent. Anyway. You guys catch Matt on his podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds, and you can catch him right here every Monday morning on what station, Maddie? I believe it's Magic 99.1. You got Still it. without you, caller ID. You got it. <laughs>